0: This episode of Blue Breakaway is brought to you by our meetup. When is our meetup, you ask? It is February 15th. It is the day after Valentine's Day. Once you're done with your lovers or even if you're single, come see the Blue Shirt Breakaway, boys. We're going to be hosting another meetup game, but this time, instead of the stadium, it'll be at a bar. The bar is Beer Authority in Midtown, I believe. I think Greg confirms this later on the podcast. I should probably know this as the host, but I, I'm just going to stay with it right now. I feel it in my gut. I hope you guys can see us there. It's going to be the Rangers versus the Islanders on February 15th. Let's get this pod started. Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and I'm here with my other host, Gregory. Uh, Greg? We'll go with Greg today. Greg Kaplan. Greg, say hello.
1: We've talked so much over the last three days. Of I'm getting a t- Four days. I have
0: news for you. Yeah, it's four.
1: We've done oh four God.
0: days of podcasting in a row. This is a record for us. I think we might have to call each other tomorrow and not
1: record it just to say hello. I don't know if I want to talk to you again tomorrow.
0: Probably not. It's
1: supposed, it's supposed to snow. Well, maybe I will. I'll call you at 3 a.m. when I'm driving to work in the snow and I'm just pissed off.
0: I would love that. I'd like a voicemail. if you. Uh, maybe I'll put it on at the end of this podcast. I'll add a bonus one. Thing is, Greg, there's a lot to yeah. talk about.
1: But There's some be- things to talk. About.
0: But before we talk about any of that stuff, let's talk about what is actually going to happen on the podcast today. We're going to have the two our two friends from the Knicks Wall on Kyle and Anthony. We were on we were on their podcast uh, just t- yesterday, which came out on Monday, and we're also recording this before the Stars game. So you're like, hey, Bush or Breakaway guys, why aren't you talking about the shit that happened in the Stars game? Well, it's recording before, and I'm sorry. My apologies. Sometimes on the Monday Night Games, we don't get the chance to sort of do that. Uh, so this will be one of the, one of the times we will, we'll talk about it next week. You'll hear uh, Don't worry. The takes are coming, guys. Just not this week. So we're going to talk about a wild week in Ragerstown, which surprisingly good, Greg. Uh, did not think that would happen. But before all that happens, one more thing. You know we've been trying to get to 69 reviews on iTunes. Right, Greg? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know where we're at now? Just take a guess.
1: I know we were at 39 the last time I checked.
0: We're at 51. Pretty good. Whoa, right? I wow. thought that was nice. Some of Progress. the
1: reviews, Some of the most reviews say
0: nice, which I think is great. Uh, Eric the director said come for the hot takes, stay for the nonsense. Nice, great. One guy posted in Japanese, pretty sure, and then he wrote Rangers and I can't Google translate it cuz I can't copy. Thank you Kenny 909808. And then hmm. this is my favorite one from Sketchy Mike 90. This podcast is totally unfit for human consumption. I can only imagine how many children are regularly traumatized while their unsuspecting grandparents turn on this podcast, only to hear incestuous "what if" questions and scenarios asking which way would move one inch, involving a threesome with their parents. Nice. Thanks, sketchy Mike. I appreciate that. So, uh, people that go is that read our
1: five-star review—that's
0: a five-star review. A five-star
1: review. Well, I'll take it.
0: I, I took it too. I was impressed. It was really well written and a pretty accurate description of what we do here.
1: I, it, it's it's an honest review. Let me just, I'll just say that.
0: That's it. So listen guys, we're at 51. We're trying to get to 69. Nice, nice. Uh, just go to iTunes, hit the five star button, write nice or whatever else you want. We don't care. Just get us to 69. And guys, do not get us above 69 reviews. If we're at 69 and we go to 70, I'm going to be pissed. Just, just for the record. Okay, let's get that. Yeah, let,
1: let's just sit at 69 for a little bit. I it's like a to, nice Christmas present. I'd like to
0: hang there. I'd like to hang at 69. All I want
1: for Christmas is 69. That's so. it. That's all. That's it.
0: Rangers, my friend. Let's do the quick game recap. Uh, last Tuesday, we played the Penguins, the World World Stanley Champions. Look at me. The Stanley Cup Champions. we That was a game we started public, did not expect to win, and guess what, Gregory? Somehow, someway, we defeated the Pittsburgh Penguins on their ice. Or uh, was it on... No, it was Yeah, it was on their ice, right? Wait, I'm confused. I have it up. Uh, Ye- Terrible. It was on their ice. I'm correct. I have the stats right here. I was watching, too, which is even worse. Um... This is the beginning of Matt Zuccarello week, I will call it. And I I might even name the podcast Matt Zuccarello week, because the way he performed the entire week, just an unsung hero of this team who continually does nothing wrong and almost merits no criticism ever. And it's very weird to say that about a player on your team, but we'll get to that in a minute with Zuccarello. We beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pavlik looks oh. Okay. I don't want to defend him yet. I know people were, yeah, he had a 40-shot, 41-save 40, game uh, against the Stanley Cup champions. I know you're going to blow me up for saying this. I just wasn't ready to anoint him as the backup. He had one good game yet. I know he is the backup. I just, I don't trust him, Greg. I just still don't trust him. I know I'm uh, unreasonable about this.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a personal problem if you don't trust him. I, I don't know what else. I, he's done nothing to warrant your distrust. You don't trust him because he played. Poorly as a Winnipeg Jet. I, I, I don't know. It's Pavlik to me. It's not like Cam Talbot or Auntie Ranta were these heroes in shining armor when the Rangers signed them. They both had just as many warts as Pavlik did before they became Ranger full time backups. Cam Talbot is a product of Alabama Birmingham, which is not necessarily a hockey hotbed. Uh, last I checked, I'm not even sure how they make ice down there. Yeah, what? Is that
0: a thing? Who, who plays Alabama?
1: <laughs> I, I don't... Cam Talbot. And the Rangers made a what turned out to be NHL quality starting goaltender totally out of him. Of and then the round, Ronda yeah. was a cast off of the Blackhawks. Like, these guys came to the Rangers with warts and they became good. It's not like Pavlik can't do the same. Pavlik was fine against the Penguins, especially considering the defensive effort the Rangers put in front of him. That's I don't it. think... With an effort like that, you can really expect any goaltender to win on a consistent basis or even perform as admirably as Pavlik did. Like, yes, the Penguins put pucks off the post. So really, it's kind of a false flag, those 41 saves. At the same time... there's no guarantee the Rangers win that game if Hank is in goal. That's how bad the defensive effort was. Yeah,
0: it was not great. And that's sort of the theme to the Rangers, even though we spent, we thought we came into the season being like, wow, our defense looked
1: really good. It's good on paper, but still, the, the person in charge of putting that on paper into practice is Elaine Vino, And to okay. expect the Rangers to be better defensively at, with Elaine Vino as their head coach was irresponsible of us. Still, and I apologize for that.
0: I'm still kind of mad I haven't worked on my A.V. impression. I really got to do that. Somebody hit me up on Twitter this week and yelled at me to work on it. Um, because I, I got to get one of those. I will say I'm looking at the, uh, the scoring for this game right now. Phil Kessel's haircut and his mugshot is fucking hilarious. I love that guy. I would kill for best. Kessel to be a Ranger.
1: Oh my God. He's the best. He's Phil, Phil Kessel is the fucking man. Fuck. And anyone to say differently is crazy. Just like, do you know, there are Ranger fans that don't like Matt Zuccarello,
0: which by the way, we're going to get it. I guess we'll get it to it now. Fuck it. Uh, Why not? I, I'm cursing a lot to this I don't know what it is. Potty mouths, but Zuccarello, like how could you not like him? He's the most scrappy player in the first place. He's literally 5'7", maybe 5'6". I'm not sure. He outplays... He's always hustling. There's never a time where he's not getting 110% of the ice. And he doesn't make mistakes. Can you remember the last time we flamed Zuccarella on this podcast? Have we ever?
1: I don't think we've ever flamed Zuccarella on this podcast. I think... The closest we came to speaking poorly of Zuccarello was implying that if the Rangers really wanted someone like Hampus Lindholm, they'd have to trade Zuccarello. And even then, we weren't even saying bad things about Zuccarello. We were just stating the fact of NHL trade-making and what value for value would equal in a trade like that. It, I, I've never had a bad thing to say about Zuccarello in my entire life. Uh, me if, me I, still either. Think, I still think to this day, if Zuccarello doesn't get hurt, Rangers uh, won't stand like
0: yeah. And that hurts, huh? That that one feels pretty bad.
1: It feels terrible. But like that's the thats the worst thing I can say about Zuccarello. If Zuccarello didn't get an unfortunate, uncontrollable injury, which, the Rangers could have won a Stanley Cup.
0: He lost the ability to speak. I don't think we touch on that enough, by the way. The guy had to relearn how to speak to play hockey again. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's almost like. Uh... Tom Savage had a seizure on a football field, oh and he was on the field in five minutes after that. The for NFL sucks. So the
0: bad. NFL sucks, dude. Oh All right, can we God. talk about that for a minute? Segway, rant time. Right, you posted you posted that video um, of Tom Savage getting hit. He goes, he his arms
1: lock up and twitch, dude. He has he had a seizure. He had a full like that, on that's, seizure. A, that's a fucking seizure.
0: I, I've had one of those. Um, I've never really talked about this in the podcast. When I was younger, I fell down a flight of stairs, and I, I got into very serious condition, including ICU, and I woke up and didn't know who I was at one point. Tom Savage played football five minutes later, Greg. Are you fucking kidding me? How, how do you the do that? Player safety is a
1: joke. Concussion protocol is uh, it's poor. And to be fair, um, to transition this back to the NHL, it's not like the NHL concussion protocol is any better. The fact that Mika Zabinajad was basically allowed to play an entire NHL game with a concussion. And, yes, I know
0: I Z- Zibanejad
1: himself didn't know or didn't feel like he had a concussion. But it's easy, in hindsight, to look at that hit Darren Helm gives to Zibanejad and how slow and groggy he was getting back to the bench. It should be someone's responsibility in the NHL, and it is someone's responsibility in the NHL, to see that hit and – pulls Zabinijad from the game. Even if Zabinijad says he's fine, you have to put him through a series of tests to make sure.
0: I I agree with you, and I think player safety should go, but I I think that's more reasonable that no one noticed. Those hits, sometimes they come and go. guys get get a little rattled, but it's not concussion symptoms, and obviously they're they're sore. That's just the part of the, the hockey game as we play, doing that hockey, as they would say. But the way Tom Savage is so blatantly having a seizure and has a concussion, like there should be, I know there's not levels of concussions, but there should be levels of hits where you're like, that guy has to come out, there's no chance he's coming back in.
1: Yeah, obviously it's not a one-to-one comparison comparing Savage to Zabedja, because Savage was so so obvious that something was wrong with him in the head, that he needed to not just be not playing football, but probably be hospitalized.
0: And not playing Uh, football for the rest of the season when his team's out of the playoffs.
1: It doesn't, like, uh, Tom Savage, dude, you have a life to live outside of playing football.
0: Okay, and I know the Ryan Shazier hit for Pittsburgh was a freak accident, but watching that and that clip is terrifying. People are asking, like, when is he going to play football again? What what the hell are you talking about?
1: Why would you want to play football again? That's what I don't understand. That was my point. If if you're Tom Savage or Ryan Shazier, you've made hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars playing this game and your life almost ended for both of you, why would you want to go back out there? Get Get your real estate license, man. Like, do something
0: else. Get a financial advisor, invest, and sit back, dude. Enjoy your life. You know what I want Ryan Chazier to do for the rest of his life? Walk, Greg. I want him to be able to walk. It'd be
1: nice. It'd be nice, right? Walking is underrated in my mind.
0: Yeah. Take it for granted. I just, I'm sorry. I know we're doing the quick game recaps, but I feel very strongly about this. And I just, and then Wentz goes down. The next, like, uh, on Sunday, and I know that's an injury. That's also a freak injury. And the NFL has no star power. None, dude. None. Everyone's hurt. Everyone, they don't protect their players. I just don't fucking get it.
1: It's 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 sad about Wentz because, I mean, it's not sad for me personally, but I'm going to give a personal story. I'm watching that game against the Rams, and I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if I can still get good odds on Carson Wentz as league MVP. And almost as immediately as I had that thought he tore his knee up. And I was just like, well, this is why this is why I don't make future bets in the NFL. Because – Everyone gets hurt.
0: Yeah, everyone but Tom Brady because he says I have an elastic mind and elastic body. TB12 baby, he's gonna. And by the way, I I
1: personally love HGH, and I'm happy that Tom Brady does too.
0: Same, Uh, and it should be allowed at this point. But you know what? They're gonna win another Super Bowl. And I know we're not here to talk about football. I'm just fucking no.
1: All right. Let's so back, to, back, back, to, back to Pavlik and the Rangers' uh, goalie usage. This oh, is something. No, no, no. We, I want,
0: I want to finish off this, this, Pittsburgh game. Let's, let's get back to the that in a sure, second. But
1: that, is that not about Pavlik and goalie usage?
0: I guess it is. But I was going to talk about the magic of Pavel Buchnevich, But you can finish off with that.
1: No, well, I, I'm here. I'm here to um, talk about Pavel Buchnevich at all times. So.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's go with that real quick. We'll come back to the, the, uh, the starting Pavlik tonight in a second. Pavel Buchnevich playing 40 chess in this game by shooting it at Letang and picking up his skate and it goes right into the goal. Uh that guy's a magician, man. I'm ready to have him on my team for the rest of my life. Can I just marry he's him?
1: So, he's so good. He doesn't and mean it's... to
0: do it and he, uh, the little smile he gets after he hits the board like <laughs> I should not have scored that and I love my life. I just want to marry him. It's it's easy as that.
1: Pavel Buchnevich is so good that he makes David Daharnay look like a quality top line center. Isn't that scary? Like, it's David DeHarnay. It's a guy that should not ever be playing above the third line and should be firmly entrenched in the bottom six. But because of injuries to the Rangers and Elaine Vigneault deciding against reshuffling the decks when it comes to his forward lines, pa- he, he plays between Pavel Buchnevich and Chris Kreider. And you think to yourself for a second, maybe DeHarnay isn't all that bad. But really what it comes down to is maybe Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich are just that good. That's really what it is in my mind. Here are two wingers at the peak of their powers who are offensive masterminds right now for this New York Rangers team. They are so good. They're making a replacement level center look like a decent option in the top six. That's impressive.
0: It it really is. And we benched him, guys. We benched him for Tanner Glass.
1: So that was good.
0: Uh, had great yeah, time. but would, right. he have, would he have
1: scored against Carry Price? <laughs> All
0: right, uh, let's go to the next game, which was the Rangers-Capitals game, which, if you looked at the box score and saw the Rangers, uh, lost 4-2 at the Capitals. On, by the way, Capitals 11-2 in their last 13 on home ice, pretty good, similar to us. Uh, seems like the home ice advantage is coming back pretty strong in the Metro this year. But this game was tied 2-2 with about three minutes left to go in the third it was a very winnable game for the Rangers, choked it up at the last second. Sometimes these are just games you end up losing. I'm not too mad about it. I thought the team played well. Michael Grabner continues to score some goals, uh, somehow empty net or not. And Jesper Fast continues his incredible play also being an underrated Ranger.
1: Jesper, we talked a couple weeks ago at this point where we were both a little concerned about Jesper getting minutes with N- uh, Nace, Nash and Hayes. But that might honestly be the perfect line for him. He just plays so well off those two guys, and those that trio seemingly has chemistry on chemistry, almost to the same point. KZB does. They're fantastic, and Jesper, we're seeing him do things offensively that we have not seen him do ever in his NHL career. He's he's making a jump in his game, and it is just lovely to see.
0: You know what's funny, and I, this is gonna sound weird, and we have it, and stick back with me, Craig. I'm, you might yell at me. We haven't done this in a long time. Okay. I think AB's done a pretty good job these last couple of games with the lines.
1: The forward lines, yeah.
0: Yeah, the forward lines. I think – Yeah,
1: 30, 33% of his job he's done fine.
0: I think – yep. I'm going to give – I we don't we do not it, Greg. We don't give AB credit. We have, sure. We, it's been a long in,
1: time. but this... in, in baseball, when you go one for three and you do that consistently, that's a Hall of Famer career. You're a Hall career. of Famer, yeah. Uh, when you're a hockey head coach, I expect more than 33% – Approval rating. Totally understand,
0: and I you get do. your point. But I, I, do, I do want to give him credit where credits due. The Jesper fast line with with Hayes and Nash has been very effective. VC, although he's sh- he's not a fourth line player, looks pretty good on the fourth line right now. Have to say, especially playing with Bouninevis, who's uh, also elevated his game, and it has been a revelation for us this season. I'm I'm really not upset with our forward depth right now. Somehow. And DeJarney is still the replacement level and looks above that, with like we just said, with Pavel Bushnevich and Chris Kreider. So I am – I've been sort of impressed with the way AV's handled his lines of recent. Now that could change. It could have changed tonight, guys. I didn't watch the – well, I did watch the Dallas game, but I'm not talking about it now because it has not happened. 6.55 p.m. on a Monday night. So uh, I will give him the credit there. Let's move on to – oh, hold, okay. hold on, hold on, hold
1: on. The thing I see with Jimmy VC is every time the Rangers drop into the fourth line, he seemingly always scores. And my initial gut reaction is always to be like, well, this is why he should be on a higher line. But I've now think I need to change that too. Well, this is why he's perfect on the fourth line because the matchups he's getting on the fourth line actually allow him to highlight his offensive abilities in ways that don't exist when he's paired with Nash and Hayes and he's going up against, Better competition for lack of a better term. There's nothing wrong with Jimmy VC plucking goals on the fourth line, especially with how well Boone is playing. Boone has been fantastic. I, I would not have expected Boo to be this good when the Rangers called him up. I thought this was a guy that could float between the NHL and Hartford and have a middling NHL career. Now I think he's firmly entrenched in the Rangers lineup. And I, I don't want to think of a fourth line without Boone for the foreseeable future.
0: I feel totally, Uh, I feel exactly the same about Boo. I don't know what it is. He has that.
1: He's he's played, he's played good. He's a two way hockey player that brings a a spark to that fourth line. And Jimmy VC is the perfect scoring forward to play with him because look, VC's game is unrefined. I think is the polite way to put it, but he's a goal creator and he can create scoring in the bottom six that other players on this Rangers team, Maybe Michael Grabner is one that can do it as well as someone that can float between the third and fourth line. But VZ, VZ for whatever reason is great on the fourth line. And I think the Rangers, instead of looking for excuses to bring him up to the top six, should just be happy that they're getting points from the fourth line. I
0: totally agree. And I don't know about you, but I had this weird trust with Budievis. Like, I just feel like he's not really making the mistakes. Like when, when Paul Carey's out there, I'm waiting. When Kemper's out there, I'm waiting. When Bouniavas, I'm like, okay, let's see what he has. I, am I'm happy in the, in the mistakes he make. I, I he makes. I'm kind of like, that's fine. It's a little bit of growing development. The other two guys, I'm just flaming them and screaming.
1: As, uh, as, as much grief as we've given Paul Carey, I think it's important to note that he's been perfectly fine the last week. Yeah,
0: it's been, it's fine.
1: He's been, he's been a fourth line winger the he's, last. He's week.
0: He's been unnoticeable, and that's all I want him to be.
1: He had a, I mean, he had a great pass on the VC goal.
0: Fair, that's fair. He did. It was right across the middle, right? I'm, I, I think so.
1: Yeah, it was a little drop off pass right in front of.
0: Uh, oh, dude, the the. Kincaid, our, all right. Our guy. Kincaid, our guy who. Uh, let's get to the Devils game now, actually. Let's do it. Uh, Kincaid played very well in this game, despite letting him five goals, by the way, and looked. Uh, I I got some tweets at me saying, you know, this is the guy you wanted, and I was like, yeah, man, he was played well. the, the defense wasn't giving him much. Uh, I still think he's better than Pavlik, just saying, but. Rick Nash. Your friend, Rick Nash, had an incredible pass to our, our underrated Jesper Fast. And Rick Nash played well this whole game, along with Matt Zuccarello, who was an absolute force in this game. Not only did Matt Zuccarello save two goals, uh, pretty much play defense, he had a, one of the best turnovers I've seen all year, where he blatantly outplays uh, a devil's a defenseman, somehow uses his tiny, like, has the reach disadvantage. I was going to call it tiny reach, that's dumb. Reach disadvantage, comes over, makes a spin move, and then makes a breakaway for a goal. Matt Zugrillo took over this game by his damn self and won it for us.
1: Yeah, well, zook has got short arms, but I think Zook has one of the longest sticks in the NHL, and I think that's a well-known fact. Oh. So I think he makes up... Phrasing. ...in his reach advantage. Uh, wow, well, he might also have one <laughs> hey, of those. Hey, look,
0: the Rangers have a really good track record on Hogs. That's
1: all I'm saying. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is... Let, let, let's just say it's a big dick locker room. It's a
0: big dick locker room.
1: Play play, play shoot or shoot. <laughs> um, it's... Yeah, and it's... That game... No no disrespect to our good friend, Jeff Belinsky, who is probably going to listen to this podcast.
0: Absolutely. I'll get, a, that, I'll get a text tomorrow.
1: That game is the reason why I think the Devils are the prime candidate to fall out of the playoff picture in the Metropolitan Division. They're just – there's they got off to such a hot start, and everyone was playing so well to begin the season. But that team has so many holes. And you know what? That team is supposed to have that many holes because they're not done – with their rebuild yet their 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 clock has been early this entire season because that's how good Nico he has been Taylor Hall's been fantastic Will Butcher has been great offensively uh, I think he can still work on his game defensively Sammy Vatanen who came over into trade is still trying to get his feet underneath him in New a, Jersey
0: incredible trade though by the way good for them it,
1: it's a it's a great deal and you know, at the same time the Ducks I think are very happy with it too because Henrique has been great in uh Los uh, Anaheim but the, you can see why this Devils team has more growing to do in that Ranger game. They're, they're just not quite there yet in terms of possession, and the defense has got some work to do. But the great news about if you're a Devils fan is that team is super young. It's only going to get better, and they still have a, just so much cap room to play with moving forward that I, I I would be excited if I was a Devil fan. And as for our boy Keith, all I'm going to say is uh, Keith – I think Keith had a perfectly fine weekend after the Ranger game. He he did all right for himself.
0: Yeah, I think he did okay. Um, listen, it was a good week for us, including Matt Zuccarello, four points this week. I didn't expect to. to I mean, it's, it's the Metro is not easy, guys. It's not. No, and I was. I'll, I'll add this. Let's let's circle,
1: let's circle back to Pavlik. Ooh. There was no reason for Pavlik not to start that game against the Devils. No reason,
0: Hank have to. Hank was incredible. We, I know he was absolutely classic Hank, but. Pavlik should have started.
1: I don't know how many times – this, this is going to be back-to-back weeks where I have this Hank rant, and I also had the rant in today's Breakaway Takeaways, which you can read on our new website hey, because nice, it's dope. Nice, nice plug. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's a native plug right there. It's just Henrik Lundqvist is on pace to play over 70 games this year. He hasn't done that in about eight years, and he's 35 years old. Yeah, guys. There's no reason for Henrik Lundqvist to be playing this much. And my argument is – fine. If you want to argue that the Rangers had plenty of days between games in the month of November, that's fine. But then you have a stretch like this where the Rangers from Saturday to this coming Saturday are going to play five games in seven days. And now you have to start Pavlik against teams you otherwise probably wouldn't want Pavlik to start against. You have to get Henrik some rest. And he's a 35-year-old goaltender that shouldn't be starting Friday night in Washington and then again Saturday night in New York City. He shouldn't be doing that.
0: Yeah, but Greg, did you consider that it was a big game? Oh, please. I know <laughs> I know,
1: you're just kidding. But, um, <laughs> it, the, ah, yes, two points matter just as much in December as they do in April. But the 29th game of the year, when you're playing the Devils at home, who are also on the second end of a back-to-back, that is – if that's – here's my problem with the two points are important regardless of the month. If that's the case, then Henrik's playing 82 games. You can make that argument about any game you want to start Pavlik in. Oh, it's a big its a big game. We need the two points. Every game's a big game in a vacuum. You need two points every night, especially with how competitive the Metro is. I don't want to hear it. You have to rest Hank. If, if a game on December 10th is so important that you need Henrik Lundqvist to start that game and possibly miss games in April because he's hurt, Fired or out of gas. I. What do you want? Yeah. You can't. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't get some fucking rest. He should have been getting rest before this. If it was so important for him to play that back to back, he should have had like two games off before that back to back.
0: I totally agree. Uh, I, I know he was sick and didn't play the game before that, but come on. And guys. Pavlik looked fine. Yeah,
1: Pavlik had forty-one saves against the defending Stanley Cup champs, and we didn't play him. And, and we didn't play him in two games against. As good as the Devils have been, you can start a backup goalie against the Devils and have a great – as good of a chance to win, especially when the Devils are starting their backup goalie. The Devils rested Corey Schneider in what was equally a big game for them. I, it, I, it, it, Every week I have a new thing that pisses me the fuck off about Elaine Vigneault. And if it wasn't going to be the goaltender usage this week, it was probably going to be Nick Holden. Yeah. So, well, Nick Holden, Nick Holden can thank – Elaine fucking Vino, that I'm not flaming him this week because I'm just too angry about goalie usage.
0: I would love Nick Holden to call us and be like, I don't care. <laughs> I just, one day I really want to speak to Nick Holden, like pretty bad. I hope we can get him on here. At some well, place. he'll be a free
1: agent this summer. And our track record with defenders, we talk about often enough on this podcast, is the day they become free agents, like, they usually come Nick, on the podcast. We
0: flamed you a lot. Please come on.
1: <laughs> we, we'll, have to, we'll have to call him Holds, holds. because that's what Clenny told, told us to call him. That's true.
0: Uh, last topic before we get to our guests that are coming on. I guess we could talk about the upcoming schedule really brief, too. But before that, Eric Carlson may be on the trade block, my friend. Somehow, the Ottawa Senators have asked him for his no trade list. That has not come out yet, or at least to my knowledge has not come out yet. Do we have any chance? Zero. I would say I know I've said 50% before, but it's
1: not. I don't think I don't think the Rangers have zero chance. I just I don't know why the Rangers would want to do it, um, especially when you consider. The, you can't sign if let's let's be brutally honest for a second and say there is no way the Rangers would be able to sign both Ryan McDonough and Eric Carlson. There's no way. And they are going to be free agents at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if if you want to trade for Carlson, the first person you should include in the trade is probably Ryan McDonough because there's just no way for you to have both. That feels it, bad, it won't guys. Be
0: and, and like I know you guys are yelling I, at the radio it, right now, but Eric Carlson's a top five defender, maybe ever.
1: Yeah, it's it's really when you think about it, Eric Carl As much as we love Ryan McDonough, and, and we the, do. Ryan McDonough love on this podcast is never ending. I with Matt Zuccarello, I don't know if we've ever said a bad thing about Mac that wasn't because of an injury. Like, I think every time we've criticized his play, we've added that with, he's definitely playing hurt.
0: Yep, I, I um, totally agree.
1: But Eric Carlson's better than Ryan McDonough. And yeah. we are not breaking news by saying that.
0: Yeah, we're not taking um, hot takes here.
1: If, if you want Carlson, I don't know how you get him without including Brady Shea. And I don't know how you get him without including JT Miller.
0: Or maybe even Heedle.
1: I think you can do it without Heatle, but I there's no way the trade happens without it being either Shea and or Miller as a centerpiece, and I think it's it gets a lot more complicated if you try to do it Shea or Miller. I think it's much more likely to do Shea and Miller, and for a team like the Rangers who aren't exactly, if the Rangers were cup contenders, it'd be one thing, mm-hmm. but I, the Rangers aren't they're better with Eric Carlson. I'm not trying to say they're not, but long-term, I don't know if the Rangers are necessarily a better long-term team if they have to move Shea and Miller in order to get Carlson.
0: I think that might be I, – I think they would be. I think at the end of the day, you take the talent. I, th- I And I love JT Miller and Shea. I want I love this team, guys. I, there's so many players on this team I want for a long time. I think we have a lot of talent. Eric Carlson's a legend. <laughs> a goddamn legend. And
1: yeah, and he would absolutely fucking eat up the chance to play with Henrik Lundqvist.
0: Yeah, he would. They by the way, they're friends. So uh I would do that trade. I think the it would be Senator out. The only player I wouldn't really want to trade at all is Pavel Bushnevich, but that might have come up too, to be honest. I
1: don't I don't think it would. It the, the reason why I don't think the uh, the Senators would do the trade is the Rangers would insist on including Ryan McDonough and I, in a, it, on one hand, you can see the senators liking that package because then they can just flip McDonough and get even more assets. Um, mm-hmm. But I would, I would think a Ranger trade would be McDonough, Miller, a first-round pick, and someone like Jimmy VC. And I, and even then, I, I don't think you have an agreeable trade. And
0: but and, and, you're at
1: least, you're at least giving up those four assets.
0: And Carlson's not agreeing. To a contract extension right away, probably. And it's a year It's a year and four months of Carlson.
1: Even if he was, you have to be comfortable with giving him. As much as I love Carlson, he is a player with a long history of injuries. Uh, you have to be comfortable giving him $10 million a year, if yep. not more. If not more. And that is, that is a big pill to swallow. But if you're asking me today what I think a Rangers Carlson package would look like, it would be McDonough Miller VC and a first-round pick.
0: I think it might be even more and that's scary but uh all right i think that's it for today we have one more piece of news that's Mika of energetic skating again non-contact but-
1: he, yeah he's got a vinho said today he has to get a practice under his belt before he could come into the lineup which probably means he's not playing for the rangers before this weekend but I'm, I'm excited to be wrong and he'll probably be in the lineup wednesday because i just said that if If I'm the Rangers, I'm not getting Zibanejad in a game before this weekend.
0: He's probably going to play next week. That's my goal. And upcoming schedule real quick. I don't have the national holidays sue me. I'm so sorry. I'm the worst podcast host ever. Uh, It is this week. We're playing tonight against the Stars. You guys have already watched that game. Nice job. There's Wednesday. We're playing the Senators and therefore aforementioned Eric Carlson. Kings on Friday at home. And then on Saturday, we played the Bruins before you hear from us. We're up in Boston for that one. So interesting week for the Rangers. Teams that are... Obviously still at the playoffs on here for all, all three of those Kings being a very good team. Bruins being sort of middling, but yet sticking around senators also always a pain in the ass for us for some reason. So it'll be uh, an interesting week for the Rangers. Let's move on yeah, to, Oh, sorry. Well,
1: speaking, well, just speaking of the senators, if you're looking for a more realistic trade target, Derek Broussard, pending free agent at the senators are looking to sell, <laughs> sell
0: off.
1: <laughs> it'll be really funny to have him back. It's, it's definitely a possibility. If the senators are going to sell, there's no reason the Rangers shouldn't be back in the Derek Broussard business. All
0: right. And it wouldn't cost me it wouldn't
1: cost me because to get him. I would
0: love to have Broussard back, by the way. It'd be great. I would I would love that. It he would be that, a actually, phenomenal, that actually doesn't sound so, so bad right now. <laughs> that sounds awesome. It,
1: it's it's great. And you're again, the the price to get Broussard is not gonna be nearly as much as the senators paid. Ooh, you're I, talking about a guy on the last couple months of his contract.
0: I like this. Ooh, now you got me excited. It won't happen.
1: Just planning just planning that scene.
0: It won't happen, but I like it. All right, let's move it on. We're going to bring on the guys from the Knicks Wall. We were on their podcast. If you want to listen to an hour, 20 minutes of us extra this week, for some reason they were like, we're guests, and we stayed the whole podcast, which was nice. I had a great time with those guys. Um, and so we had such a great time, we decided to bring them on again. So we have Anthony and uh, Giancarlo, I mean Kyle, who, who's going to come on. We're going to talk Knicks and some other stuff, I'm assuming, Greg.
1: Definitely some other stuff you're assuming, Greg.
0: Nice. All right, let's transition to that. Transition. Hey, we're back with the Knicks Wall podcast. I have Anthony Corbo and Kyle Giancarlo Stanton Maggio with us. We were on their podcast yesterday. <laughs> you can listen to that at the KnicksWall.com. Did I say that correctly, guys?
2: Yep. 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 What's going on yep. Everyone?
0: yep. The, the official MSG crew together again.
2: It's a takeover.
0: The takeover. You know what, MSG? Just hit us up. I'm just saying. It's, like, yeah. it's not like you guys are doing podcasts. We we, can we be could be PG, I think.
2: Yeah, We, we could all
1: use no. I don't know if we can be <laughs> PG. That might be the line where they ask, can you guys actually not swear? And we'd be like, eh, eh probably fucking not. Probably not. Not us <laughs> The honest.
0: So listen, guys. 60. Oh, go ahead, Greg. I'll let you. I was just going to say 60% of what we do is just
1: curse.
2: It's oh. really it.
0: Yeah, it's we, true. We mostly curse can on these podcasts. you guys
2: listened back to the episode from last night yet? I have not. I listened back to it. I did it uh, when I was editing it, and then I listened back to it again today, and oh my, I don't think we've swore as much on any other podcast than we did last night. You Most, are welcome. It,
0: but. Most people, when they tag us anywhere, they just do hashtag potty mouths, and I, I, like, appreciate it at this point because we're nice guys, but we like to curse a little bit. It's, you know, we want to be there like we're in the locker room, like we're guys talking sports, bros. Yeah, we don't
3: let the man hold us down. Yeah. We get these cusses out whenever we want. I
0: don't want to give my, my professional hot takes like, you know what? They, they played a good, stern hockey game. You got to love the way they play hockey. I just don't want to do that. They fucking scored a great goal. I want to say it.
2: And you know what? On the flip side of what Kyle was saying, like, shouts to my mom and dad who listen to my podcast. And, you know, and whenever I go home and ask them about it, and they're like, the one piece of feedback I have for you, do you guys have to swear so much?
0: <laughs> We've gotten mixed results on the swearing. Sometimes we get the, I love that you guys swear. And other times we get the grandpa who wants to murder us. So you know, it's it's a mixed bag,
2: Grandpa. Yeah, grandpa. I miss I miss I Grandpa. Have one, I have a TKW fan in particular, but I'm not going to shout her out on here. Oh, her, get oh, it? Oh, we get oh, it. Oh, hey, look at you, sick, sick brag. Yeah, yeah. Boy,
3: brag. Jesus
0: Christ,
2: this, this is the Grandpa, or I guess the Grandma, really of TKW here.
0: Wow, but. sick brag, still. Um, <laughs> listen about you vote. Listen, guys, we talk. We brought you out to talk a little bit about the Knicks. Uh we gave you the down low on the Rangers yesterday on your podcast. Give me the down low of what's going on, on the other side of MSG for you guys.
2: Uh, it's uh, not all bad. Yeah, it's not all bad. It, it's it's very um it's uncharted territory almost. I don't really know what's going on. Winning, you mean? Yeah, winning like kind of hovered around a 500 record like It's been about three years of us kind of having like, I think last year and the year before we had our win totals were off by one game, I think. So and the year before that wasn't any better. It's just been like regression and like just really, really like we had Phil Jackson. It was just sad. Everything was just sad for a while. And this is the first time where things aren't quite super sad. Yeah, it's it's middling for sure.
3: But there's a hint of optimism. Just a hit, like a sprinkle, not too much, just a little, little itty-bitty bit.
1: Mm, I like that. Now, I'm going to do a callback here. Yesterday, the four of us talked about possible Knicks assistant coaches. I need one of you to explain to me how the Knicks would not be a better team if they just brought back Steve
2: Novak. In what at, On like a uh, – are you – Proposition yourself for an assistant coaching position right now. Are you just um, actually Steve? Are you Steve Novak? I I own as many
1: Steve Novak jerseys as Steve Novak does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying oh, we have man. Dougie McBuckets, who is basically Steve Novak 2.0. Couldn't Novak be the 13th man slash assistant
3: coach? He's like, he's novak like a better her when you really think about it. He could be the new age White Herb Williams, to be honest, Herb yeah, was around forever, and he looked like he could have just rolled right into the game whenever he wanted to. So, you bring up a compelling point. I think there is a alternate universe that exists where Steve Novak is currently doing that. Here's here's the thing: I don't want an alternate universe. Give it to me in this universe. <laughs>
1: just give me Steve Novak. That guy is a legend.
2: I guess he's, no reason he's easily not to. one of the
1: five greatest Knicks of our generation.
2: If we can see. Um... I only say bring back Novak if they get Jr. back and they're both coaches. I think Jr. could teach these uh, these Knicks this Knicks team a little bit of attitude that they need to keep this winning streak alive. And then Novak, you know, Novak's there to teach them the touch. Shit, you get guys, I, to I, have coaches.
0: Great, I have great. breaking news. on, oh, fe- on February second, Steve Novak was released by the Bucks.
2: He's yeah, free- I thought so.
0: <laughs> so listen, he's free to do anything. He, he could coach.
1: He's available. And while he's available, let's just do a whole Marquette reunion. I've always wanted Darius Johnson-Odom on the Knicks, and I feel like this is an opportune time.
0: Wait, I have one more game to play. How old is Steve Novak? Don't look. 30, 30,
3: 33. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go higher just because I can't pick the same. I'm going to go 35, looks 47.
0: I thought he was 47. Okay. He's 34 years old. I could have sworn he was 46. <laughs> like nobody,
1: Nobody knows my mans like I know Steve Novak.
3: Jeez. Okay, sorry. And how dare
1: you say he looks forty seven, Kyle?
3: <laughs> yeah. Look at Dave. You're right, Yeah. Right. He has an age of today over forty two. You're right. I'm sorry. How dare
1: you? How dare you? Uh, I want to just punch <laughs> you in your cute face right now. The pup or Kyle? But not never the pup. This is this is a dog friendly podcast. Oh, we're we're here. dog guys here. Never the um, pup. If it was a cat, yeah, sure. Cats aren't real things, so it's I have fine. A cat. It's okay. It's terrible. He, yeah, that, that's
3: exactly the reaction i don't think anyone owns a cat that's just like these are exceptional everyone's like yeah you know he no. just comes he visits once a week he does what he wants there's
0: two types of people with cats it's either you think cats well there's three there's you're Greg, you hate cats you're like <laughs> cats are okay me. or you are obsessed with cats cats are your whole <laughs> life there's no in between those three things
2: i kind of i don't even know if cats are from this planet man I'm way out on cats. I'm I've way had out. a conspiracy for a while that cats might actually be, you know, the alien life forms we've been looking for all this time. I watched planet like,
0: Earth and I'm pretty sure most of the stuff on this planet isn't from this planet. It's for Have incredible. you seen
2: like a cat jump from like the ceiling pretty much pretty much like think of the highest shelf in like your house. Definitely witness your cat jump from that shelf and leap to the ground and walk away. And I'm glad that
3: you brought this up because I'll tell you when I realized I was way out on cats, it was, I was staying at my cousin's house and I used to stay there like for two weeks in the summer all the time. And they had cats. And they used to have one cat and it would just be it was an outdoors cat, which I don't understand that fucking concept. Why even it's not your cat if it's an outdoors cat. That's like, oh, I own an outdoors fox. I don't own the fox. The fox just lives fucking outdoors. Fox it makes no sense. It. Yeah.
2: So anyway, do you expect the cat to survive out there, too. I mean,
3: that, I don't even care It's a great question.
2: It's a great question. But
3: I digress. They got a second cat and then the outdoor cat decided to become an indoor cat to hang out with the second cat. Anyway, they colluded together one of the times I was staying over. And I'm sleeping on the couch, and all of a sudden, I feel this thing, like, rub against my head, like the back of my head. So I reach back to go pet what I know was a cat behind me, and it's gone, disappeared. I turn the light on, hit the lamp, gone. I don't even see it in the living room, right? Like, okay, whatever. About 10 minutes later, I go up to get a drink of water. It's like 2 in the morning. I open the uh, refrigerator door, and right at the top of the refrigerator, peering down at me, is both cats. No, no thank you, not ever.
1: Yeah, is this cat's name? Is this cat's name Pennywise? Like, what the fuck is going on here?
3: I don't, I don't know, but it was in that moment I knew I was going to die. All I know is I that mean, my
0: my cat's a total asshole, and he now knows the thing where he looks at me and pushes shit off shelves, and that's the worst thing ever. Because that's, I'm asleep when he does that, and he just taunts me. it's he's a piece of shit. Up. I hate him. Okay. He knows. He like takes my picture of Admiral Veen on my desk. Don't talk. I don't want to talk about it. That's but then bad. he like just no, pushes
1: he, it off. He just opened a whole <laughs> new conversation. Okay, why do if I have
0: to
2: I shake pa- your hand now? Okay. It, it,
3: didn't you guys hear about that Avril Levine conspiracy, the conspiracy theory from the summer? You mean Michelle?
0: Yeah, she... <laughs> <laughs> I, just put, I just took my picture of Avril Lavigne <laughs> that's framed on my desk and I put it on the screen. Um, how, how did I get this, you ask? I, 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 yes. I, 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 will, I will explain. My roommate uh, went to the dollar store and if I zoom in, you'll see here, it has a 8x10 sticker on it. They were using oh. Avril Lavigne's picture as the placeholder at the dollar store for frames. So we decided to buy a bunch, and now I have them all over my house. Anyway.
1: I'm I'm happy we brought up Ever Levine because now I can quote my Tinder profile to you guys. Oh, Tinder Tinder plus Greg. Which is simply, he was a boy, she was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious?
3: Wow. Bravo. Wow, that is, that is, that is top notch. So it's about as close to a 10 out of 10 of a profile as you can get.
1: You're not liking me for my life, so I have to give you some funny.
0: Yeah, you got to be funny. Anyway, we're talking about sports, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that I'm all, I'm all in on fuck cats. It's, I could go on for hours. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get so much cat just, hate. Having,
2: having fuckers like you in New York is the reason why we should feel optimistic about these teams.
0: Yeah, of course. Be, uh,
2: people people will we'll have Avril Lavigne right? pictures
0: on their desk. That that's right. <laughs> those kind of people. Um, that, that's that's uh, M- not weird. Will always be
2: entertaining, man.
0: If I told you the stuff around my desk right now, you'd be very surprised. I have a Rich Hill bobblehead doll from when he played for the Long Island Ducks. I have the Avril Lavigne uh, photo. I have uh, Pokemon statues. I don't want to talk about my life anymore. Yeah. I take it back.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, look at this. so. Yeah, brings
1: brings <laughs> brings me to my next question for the Knicks Wall Bros. Do you think having a father figure in your life is why you're a Nick fan? <laughs>
3: oh my god. No, no, because I don't have a father, so I
1: don't. I, I I, I can't believe I do this every time. Every time I bring up dads, it it, it breaks news to me that people don't have dads.
3: No, but it works out because then, first of all, I'm the right guy for this because I don't get heartbroken. But oh, wait, 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 we have more
0: no dad people.
3: Yeah, are you one too?
0: Oh, I'm a no dad guy all the way, baby.
3: All right,
0: high five!
3: (laughs) High five! No, but uh, yeah, the best part is the Knicks can't break my heart. I'm ready. I'm already cold inside. That's it. I'm the perfect Knicks fan. Mm. I just keep coming back.
2: Imagine working with this guy. Imagine,
1: mm. I mean- I really, this is this is honestly like quasi-Ryan and quasi-Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Cor- Corbo, Corbo is more just, I can't believe I'm doing this. And then Kyle is like, I have no love in my life. And it's, <laughs> it's really just like looking at a reflection of different beard bros and being – we exist in the Knicks world. It's, it's
2: just fantastic. I've I made a comparison that. before. It's, uh, that's, f- that's why I thought this would be such a good idea.
0: <laughs> it, it has turned out pretty well so far. Uh, <laughs> we want to actually talk about a topic we forgot to bring up at, at the top of the show. You guys, you guys follow hockey loosely, I'm assuming. As you know, you're yes, not, uh, very loose, and that's fine. Uh, casual hockey fans are all welcome here. That being said. Uh, you'll notice that the Golden Knights entered the league this year, and they were aptly named mm-hmm. the Golden Knights, a dumb name. Mm-hmm. I think we could all agree. It is. It, it is a dumb name. It's Agreed. dumb as hell. On this podcast, on this very podcast, Bushwick Breakaway, for many, many weeks, we talked about in the summer when we had no content, the Las Vegas team should be named the Las Vegas Aces. Greg, take it away.
1: It It just – everything about it made perfect sense in my mind. You would have in the bag four alternate jerseys because you can do Aces in each mm-hmm. suit. Yep. It's just a good gimmick because you're in Las Vegas. It's Sin City, gambling, all of this. Guess what they announced today as the expansion WNBA franchise in Las Vegas? The Aces. The Aces. They took our Are fucking name. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you listening to the podcast? I, I want royalties. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I could use the money. Oh, you Greg gotta could, give us credit.
0: Greg could really use the money, guys.
1: I can really. Um, this. is <laughs> a joke, <guys. laughs> not a joke. Uh, the, it's it blows my. Uh, on one hand, I'm thrilled <laughs> because Aces is still a great name, and I'm happy that someone's using it. It's going to be fun to see used for a professional team. On the other hand, fuck you, guys. Are you kidding me? Give me
0: five.
2: Hey, it's done. I'll be in Vegas next month if you want me to talk to
1: someone about yeah, it. Listen, Andy. everybody. I want you to talk to everybody about it.
0: Listen to me closely you're going to be there find them tell them blue shirt breakaway <laughs> wants royalties you work for us you're there you're our hitman i mean bouncer i mean guy who's a protector or you quote unquote a river guy and just go ahead and find somebody that you can get royalties for us because we need them we don't make well just be honest our website made two dollars and 12 cents last month we could use some well, money <laughs> that kind of brings me to my
2: point like i'll do this all for I mean, you million dollars. i be a patreon subscriber at least
0: yeah 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 of course of course you want right. to you, you want in on the discord is what you're saying
2: yeah, yeah. Let, let me in, and then because that's how we're gonna have to communicate. And we I'll, can. yeah, I'll, I got nothing. I actually am going out there for work, so I have a lot to do. But I'll find some time in my schedule. And uh, wait, yeah.
0: is this your first time in Vegas or no?
2: I went when I was twelve. Doesn't count. Yeah, if, if you can't time. gamble, it doesn't count. Doesn't count as
1: someone <laughs> as someone who went to Vegas when they were ten to see Bon Jovi in concert. There's a story. Uh, it you don't it doesn't count if you don't go to Vegas and you're twenty one does
0: not count fair um
2: that's fair can i give you a
0: recommendation please if you're if you're a food guy and i don't know if you know this about me food guy uh you have to go to the win buffet w-y-n-n it's a very Mm -hmm. bougie ritzy hotel the buffet Mm. is a little bit pricey but my friend it is worth it spend the three hours there like i did (laughs) just get the beer price where they just keep feeding your beers for three hours and eat everything under the sun the quail the the buffalo meatloaf oh, yeah. yeah unlimited crab legs all the dessert you could stuff in your face it's some of the best food i've had it was like 65 bucks and i don't regret it at all
2: that's rad i i would do the um i would do the same thing i think i work in a i work in service industry i work for this bar uh so i think we got everything pretty much comped oh never mind have a great time uh, for everything for free i'm sorry pretty, I, I had to pay pretty rad but yeah um yeah, I got next time in Chicago. I got plenty of recommendations for you: bougie hotels, bougie restaurants, whatever you need.
1: I would just like to point out that Ryan is the guy that tells you to go to Vegas for the food. Greg is the guy that tells you to go to Vegas for other reasons.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine. I will. I uh, wonder what those could be. Oh, yeah, that's it's, why we got it's two of the show. There's a lot of great shows, it's, it's like familiar. Donny
0: Osmond and. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Penn I, I that's too, what Greg's talking about. I too, I too am talking about eating
3: oh my god
0: <laughs> uh, i can't i'm just gonna leave it um where were we oh yeah pay us guys that's all i'm saying we need money for eating question mark
2: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> um, let's get back to the mix.
2: <laughs> yeah what, what, where do we go now
0: i don't even know where we're we you gonna
2: go? ask us anything about the knights or this is it just
0: no, uh, no,
2: I just I'm
1: just angry about the Aces okay. being a name and we not. We just wanted getting to get
2: your take I, like it. On, I do the agree. Name. Golden Knights, Golden Knights is a shit name. I like your name better. Um, it's not ours anymore. It's yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I will give you my support at least. My
0: point is that I'm not shitting on the WNBA, but the, if the NHL, NHL has more power than WNBA, I don't think that's like a hot take. You guys couldn't get the Aces. I thought the reason they couldn't get Aces was for like legal reasons. The WNBA was like, no, nah, we got this. We'll just take it. The
1: I think the NHL's on record reason was they didn't want to be associated with gambling.
3: You're in Vegas. We're too big. You are quite <laughs> literally going to be associated with gambling no matter what you do. The, You're in fucking Vegas. The
0: people that are watching your games are gambling before and after the game
3: and during, perhaps,
0: probably during. Ugh, okay. Um, guys, we talked yeah. about this in depth on your podcast. If you guys want to hear us talk about why the Knicks should tank, on on. In on the Knicks World Podcast. You have to go and download that. But is there a particular player on the Knicks other than Porzingis that if you're sort of a casual Knicks fan like myself, you should be watching out for this year other than, you know, the big star himself?
2: Kyle, let's get three each. Wow. Let's, uh... I'm going to go with... Uh, the obvious one here is Frank Neal Aquino. Watch this kid play. Like, just look at, like... I saw him up close and personal over the weekend and he like, he never has a game where he's going to do everything astoundingly, like kind of Porzingis started putting together at the beginning of the season, but he's like, he'll have a game where he'll be look great on defense or he'll be knocking down threes all night, or he'll be dishing out and everything seems to be going down from the next guy. And he's just, he's built really strangely. He's like six, five, he's a point guard. He's 19. Uh, He's the future of the Knicks. And uh, I think him alongside Porzingis and someone else in there uh, is kind of your way to go. The other two I'm going to go with is Doug McDermott because he's had a couple of nice games, including last night, um, where he is just, he's I, he's just balling. It's a lot of different things he's doing. He's dunking. He's uh, he's playing defense all right. He's putting up threes like it's nobody's business. And then the last guy is Courtney Haley. having a career year at like 32, 33 years old. Uh, special mention, Michael Beasley.
3: Okay, um, solid, solid. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with my lesser ones, and then work my way up. I'm going to go uh, Lance Thomas, co-captain, just because he doesn't play every game, but what he does usually balls out to some degree. Um, just a really good lockdown defender, good veteran guy who could just not hang around at all in his career until the Knicks. Um, then he was with us in that. Lottery season that got us KP, and he's been with us ever since. I have an affinity for this guy. I don't care if he plays 20 minutes or two minutes or zero minutes. Um, whenever he comes in, he, it's just a certain level of intensity that you would want to enjoy. That's why I think he's stuck around in New York for so long. Second guy, real quick, Kylo Quinn. Great beard. We all great, appreciate beards here. Excellent. Big beard guys. Big beard guys. Huge beard guys. So um, there's that. And then the third one is Ennis uh, Cantor. Because cancer. Yeah, fun fact uh, for you guys: he actually has not missed a single bus uh, basket within two feet of the rim in the paint. That's a lie, but you get my point. He's right. automatic. He's he's <laughs> automatic. He uh, every like and when he does miss, we we mentioned this yesterday. When he does miss, he literally gets his own rebounds. It's like he knows exactly where to shoot just in case he misses because he's gonna just position himself for that spot to get the rebound. So. Um, and he's been a lot of fun, and not just on the court where he's really taken a little bit of a stride this year with zone improvement, but um, he's also just a fun guy to listen to. He loves – he's a big Knicks wall guy, and I wish I was making that up, but he's actually a big Knicks wall guy. Uh, he retweets our stuff, sometimes steals our pictures without credit. Shout out to Dennis Cantor. Please just yeah, give us credit sometimes. But um, but he yeah, but he retweets us a lot. By the way, he's
0: not listening to this. I guarantee
3: (laughs) (laughs) you. You never know. You never know. Oh, I do. Uh, (laughs) But but uh, yeah. So uh, love, Ennis. Love what he's been doing. A lot of fans really just love him. They've really taken to him. So those are my. So now here's a here's a question. You mentioned your love of Kyle
1: O'Quinn. Do you guys call him the Big Irish, or is that only an us thing?
3: Oh, that's only a you thing. But I really like that. I really like that. Just, just, content. I I would
1: give you credit. You, you can use Big Irish. All you have to do is Big Irish, courtesy of Blue Shirts Breakaway. That's it. Every time we say it, that's it. Of
3: course.
0: Um, Listen, I need to know if you're going to make you're going to trade any of those players mid season. I feel like the obvious ones are Courtney Lee. Am I I correct? The obvious ones. I was going to say Kyle Quinn also, but I think he might be staying as a Nick. Correct.
2: Kyle Quinn's fun to have as a Nick. Like he's got some value, but it's, it's decreased in the last couple of weeks. Like, the only re- the only way he was going to get moved this season is if, like there was like an absolute player who becomes available, like while he was good in like you know October, early November or so. Uh, but yeah, Courtney Lee is the obvious one. Like, he's having a career year right now, he's 33 years old. Um, he's looked good in any spot you put him in. His defense is solid, he's knocking down shots from wherever. You can even get to the rim a little bit. He can ball handle a little bit. He's kind of like your all around guard and an outstanding that to have around all these guys. Uh, and so that's exactly the reasons why you want to trade him right now. He's on a, con- a not too bad of a contract. Things like 11 million, which to hockey fans probably sounds pretty extreme. But... No,
0: I wear basketball contracts. They're insane. Yeah. Good for those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Seriously.
2: Not not so, Yeah. Shouts. But, uh, but yeah, for every reason I want to trade him is every reason I want to keep him basically.
0: Um, I could see a team like the Pistons signing, going for him. They seem like a, he seems like a Piston player. I'm not sure why. Uh, but I, I'm not sure what he the value might, of, of him is.
2: Yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, he might be a little uh, redundant with the Pistons next like Avery Bradley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're always due for a shakeup, so you never know. I, honestly,
3: I think the best fit for him is probably the Cavaliers. I think yeah. they, they are in dire need of containing the Warriors in the finals on the perimeter. And you could have no shortage of savvy veteran, but still very, very capable, above average defenders on your team to just throw at them in waves and just pray to God that they can stop them.
0: I know you guys are, are Nick's team, but God damn it, how good is LeBron?
3: He's so goddamn good, it bro. It
0: makes me so upset. He it, I know we like kind of missed out. We're all I don't know how old you guys are. Me and Greg are twenty eight. Uh, I watched some Michael when I was young I wasn't. I'm not. I wasn't old enough to appreciate it. This might be the last time we ever see someone like this. He is 15 years into his career, an absolute monster, and maybe having his best statistical season, and now has an old man game and a three point shot. Like, are you kidding me?
3: Well, that's actually on uh, the three point shot. That's funny because um, when I stopped hating LeBron, because I, I talked myself into in 2010 that like we had yeah, a real shot we all did. because I was a, yeah because I was an idiot. I was young. I was an idiot. You do what you got to do. But um, for like two years, while the Knicks were like pretty good as the, as they played the Heat, I, I hated LeBron. I hated the Heat. And then I remember, I think it was the second Heat year. It was the second or the third Heat year. And I remember saying to myself, like, you know, my big critique of LeBron and why I hated LeBron was like, well, he still can't fucking shoot, despite the fact that he was a three or four-time MVP at this point, finally won his first title. I was like, he still can't shoot. Like, you got to be able to shoot. You got to be able to shoot. And then he shot like 42% one of the years from three in Miami. And then I was like, that's it. That's it. I'm forever. And th- it was that moment where I was just like, I'm forever done, you know, overanalyzing LeBron's game. I'm just going to sit back and we're just going to enjoy this for the rest of his career. The next one, you know, went on to implode. LeBron just became, you know, yep. you know further his, his legacy to this point. So I've just been enjoying LeBron as long as I can. He just does. Because the thing is, it got to the point where we got, I think, like, fatigued watching him in a sense. Because it was just like, oh, there goes LeBron again. He's ridiculous. Throwing a a cross court, you know, overhead bounce pass, the length of the whole court to go between two dudes' legs for a a perfect, you know, assist for a layup for Dwayne. You know, it was just like, he just, I don't know. He's wowed us so many times we got used to it. and I feel like we had to just.
2: Do you want to know the exact way that uh, the NBA views LeBron James and it's been the exact same way for his entire career? The cash cow. Yeah, well, I have a story for this. It was my—I remember 2010. It was the decision. It was the night, and I walk into my cousin's house, and I go and sit on the couch, and he's watching. He's watching the decision. He's got the ball. He's got a basketball on his lap, and he's bouncing it up and down, and he's so stoked. He's like, "LeBron's gonna be a nickel. LeBron's gonna be a nick LeBron's gonna be a nick." And then LeBron goes, "I'm taking my talents to South Beach." He just stands up and drops the ball on the ground and goes, "Fuck LeBron." <laughs>
1: <laughs> walks away
2: yeah uh, it's just you it's like you just watch him and you admire him and he's just like you're like i don't even know how that's possible but guys and it kind of it makes you angry like it just makes you angry that's the only thing he's ever done wrong ever
0: he's only done one thing wrong in his whole career it was uh two things you, you could you could take this uh, one way or another it's he did the decision which was he was still young and it was pretty inappropriate at the time but by the way Everyone watched and everyone cared, so the cash cow part didn't matter, and he took two weeks off.
3: I think I think maybe the second worst thing he did is when he when he called us all "Brook Boys" uh, <laughs> after one of the finals games. Do you guys remember this? No. Was no, no. Fi- it was the is after one of the finals games? And like he, I think it was game three or game four. I think it was when they were playing the Mavericks, and um, they just they basically had allowed uh, Jason Taylor to get into his head. He had a really shitty like eleven point game. And they asked him about his struggles. And then I remember he said something along the lines of, uh, well, you know, at the end of the day, when you guys go back home, like you got to go you know, back to your shitty jobs. Yep. Like you got to go back to like being more. <laughs> then I was like, I was, did he just call us fucking broke boys, bro? I was like, what the fuck? Like, maybe make some layups and leave us alone.
2: Yeah. The I, other terrible thing that LeBron did to us is grow that beard, though. Like, do you guys remember Le- LeBron was kind of cool? Like when he played for the Heat and like right when he came back for the Cavs, like that was his the beginning of his decline. But like he's full dad mode. Now. He kind of tried to look cool at that point, and like I don't know what he's doing now. Like kind of when like you role lose, model LeBron, it's just not my cup of tea. When when you when you lose
3: when you lose hair, you have to offset it with the beard. That's I was, how this works. That's Kyle, Kyle oh, yeah. made my point immediately.
2: Yep, like, that's I, why I, I
1: haven't shaved it? in like twelve years. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> my, look, you no, know, my older brother's been losing his hair for a while and he's only two years older than me and i told him i was like it's fine just embrace the bald, shave the shit down grow the beard beard out out. just 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 offset it just offset That's all you gotta do nobody's gonna question you you're gonna look like rugged
1: and a little bit older just embrace it that's easy coming from you who's got a fucking mop on his head and a dope ass (laughs) beard like jesus (laughs) no just embrace the bald man it'll be fine
0: my impression of Kyle. guys i'm a really good looking dude everyone else should just be ugly it's okay
2: (laughs) So it's, uh, it's, too. it's
3: exactly it's exactly easy it's, it's exactly easy. yeah, yeah perhaps, so the question is, uh, is how
2: much Ita- how how much italian are you guys 20 percent, which i know you
0: wouldn't believe I, I i have the proof in my genetics i look white as hell you got and i have a lot am? of fucking irish in you kid what was that
2: you got a lot
1: of irish in you
0: uh yeah that's true i checked my genetics test i do um yeah
1: as uh, as an irish russian jew i have zero <laughs>
0: italian
2: <laughs> <laughs> see that's the problem
0: You guys can't see, but the Knicks wall podcast, severely more attractive than the Bullshit breakaway. So we're we're, we're really just trying to compete here. So we're doing our best. But it's fine.
1: As I stated with my Tinder profile, I make up for it by being funny.
0: It's our personality, ladies. Um, (laughs) It's really where we do that. I I don't even know where we got off track here. LeBron James, we've done everything else. Is there anything else we should... Is there a Knicks game coming up we should be watching? If I'm I'm not watching the Knicks, what game's coming up I should be like, I'm going to sit down and watch this game.
2: This Saturday. Uh, Mellow comes back to the garden. There you go. Oh, the yeah, one. I just, think- I just realized that game was sat on Saturday today. And, I yeah, I'm really, really, really... We've we've
3: covered this um, on our own podcast. Just want to ask you guys, you his return to the garden, do you think he's going to get booed? Definitely. Or,
2: yeah?
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm a Mellow hater, though. And I have been for a long oh. time. I know.
2: All right. A lot of us at the Knicks wall are pretty big Mellow stands. So I kind of want to... I wouldn't say stands, but I think like
3: we grew to appreciate him no, yeah, during during, the, during like those like right. especially the last three years. Let's, we just
2: grew to appreciate. Let's throw down. Phil Jackson fucking with them real hard, like made me like stand up for Melo. Sure, lot. like go the, ahead, go ahead. the
0: the friend of my friend, you know the enemy of my whatever, you know the fucking take. Uh, Melo, sure. what part of Melo did you enjoy? The part when he was on the bench, the part when he was isolating by himself, the part where he didn't get you or was never a superstar that could bring you over the hump. What was the part that you enjoyed about Melo?
2: The part they played at the four man. But the but, best. but then no, he yeah. played
0: at the three also, and that I mean they, they switched him all the time, and he, he would refuse to play certain areas. His defense was lackluster. He was a uh, he's an efficient scorer, but he was never that take over a game all star. And he was against lesser teams, but he was never. I mean, you're you're watching guys are watching Victor Oladipo take over games right now that Mellon never did.
3: In, in all fairness, he had a, with the Nuggets and the first two point five years with the Knicks, he had a hell of a run before it all came crumbling down remarkably fast. Because with the Nuggets, mm-hmm. they, I think they were always in the playoffs. Every every year they made the playoffs with Melo from his rookie year onward. They only got – I think they got to the second round once. They got to the Western Conference Finals once. Lost in seven games to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, Mellow had some when, – when I became a fan of Melo's was when he – you know, all these uh, Nuggets, Cavs games used to be on TV. And Melo used to just drop – Buckets on Bron's head. Every game. Every game. And I think head to head for a while he just torched LeBron like wins, points, everything. So he was a part of some really, really good Nuggets teams. Came to the Knicks, you know, they were like okay that first year after you know after the trade. And there was the lockout year. No, no, no. It was uh there were I think there were five hundred with Amari that very first year with the midseason trade. And then the next
2: It was forty two forty, thirty-six thirty. Fifty-four. Fifty-four, twenty-eight. And then... Guys, Thirty-seven 20, wins. 30, Thirty-seven, and then it was seventeen, right? Yeah.
0: I can't blame a guy for wanting to get money, but he wanted to win also. I think that was very clear, right? And if he really wanted to... He, he could make the money up in New York via advertisements. Again, I can't blame a guy for wanting to make as much money as possible in a league that does not care about players in general. I would say the NBA cares more about players than other leagues, but not, not by much, But guys. <laughs> so the fact that he forced his way to the Nick. Knicks, made them trade all the talent that made the Nuggets decent for the years to come, and then proceeded to not really take the Knicks anywhere and then get hurt for the next three years, which not his fault again, but also have a bad attitude about it, never get on the same page as coaching, just kind of force coaches out, and by the way, never ha- like wanted to be like this Broadway personality. Was there ever a time where you were like, Melo seems like a cool hang?
2: Are you yelling at me or asking me a question? <laughs>
0: I, think just, I think I'm just yelling at you. I'm just angry. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: so, I think that Melo fucked it up from the get when he, you know, demanded that kind of trade and then just make a under the table handshake deal to come to the Knicks in the summer like you're he supposed did. to do in New yeah. York. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really, you know, when you're losing players like Gallinari right before his prime, or you know, What's like even Wilson, super, I love, I love Wilson Chandler. Um, you know, and like, look at how, look at the revelation of Raymond Felton. We were talking about last night with his assist.
0: Yeah. He had four.
2: He had four. <laughs> okay. Fair, fair. He had four assists, but you know what I mean? Like all of the, like, he kind of screwed it up from right from the beginning. And then he's just trying to build from behind. And they at that point, the Knicks weren't like a solid enough of an organization for them to have been able to give up that much of a core. And they are just, it, yeah, they thought they had more in Amare than what they ended up with. And, yep. yeah, the rest is just kind of history. It is. Yeah, my,
1: my big Mello take is I think the Knicks' biggest mistake during the Mello era is they never hired a coach with enough balls to tell Mello what to do.
2: The biggest mistake in the Mello era is that they signed Chauncey Billups to a $14 million contract only to waive him a month later to try to go for Tyson Chandler. That was ridiculous.
3: Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, I kind of agree, but the the biggest gaps were, yeah, the Chauncey Billups amnesty. Like, I understood the need.
2: I mean, the reason the I pro- say that it was terrible is because I couldn't use it on Stoudemire. But
3: y- yeah, I mean, that was ideally had they use it. I mean, hindsight is always always twenty twenty. But ideally had they use it on Amari because his knees were crumbling and his body was rotting. That would have been fine. You didn't need a guy like Tyson Chandler because the whole reason they won 54 games was Melo played the four and to short him up defensively, Tyson Chandler was phenomenal all season. He was a defensive player of the year. So that was a key cog for any kind of success that we saw. So that was fine. But it was just, it took a lot to even get back to the point where they could have any pieces around, you know, Melo and Tyson Chandler because of the initial forced trade. And like you said, he couldn't just do a handshake deal and call it a day and, I think those – I think that was obviously his biggest – to me that will always be the biggest issue was just like we could have avoided so much shit. You could have came to a pretty loaded young team had you just signed. Like we had infinity cap space for you. Donnie Walsh cleared all the cap space, signed tomorrow to a terrible fully guaranteed deal, and we still had all of the monies to offer. Mm -hmm. And all you had to do was just wait like three months for the season to end, go out quietly in the playoffs, and waltz over to New York. Right off the books. Yeah. So, so that was the biggest one to me. That the, the whole like fake but, I'm going to go go to the Nets thing, and it, that was the biggest issue.
0: But in general, you guys believe that you guys are are Mello's supporters, and you like you liked his time in New York.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he just you know like he was all we had to root for for a long time, and then I think it really got solidified. I think this would be a much more uh, controversial topic amongst Knicks fans if. Phil Jackson didn't totally try to destroy that dude's like, he not did. even just like his game, but like he tried to destroy, destroy that dude's person.
3: And the other uh, part of that too is, uh, Melo's not really like a LeBron. I can affect the game in 50 different ways and help you guys win kind of player. No, he's yeah. a really, he's a really unique player that you have to build around to be able to succeed. And the Knicks, you know, Melo is a very faulted player for sure. For sure. Whether you like him or not, that's a fact he, he has his faults you know, great talent for what he does, but lots of faults. And that makes him hard to build around. And when, and I talked about this on our own podcast yesterday, but it it makes, it it was so frustrating because they finally figured out the formula in New York that we sort of saw in Denver. They finally like tweaked it a couple of different years and then they won 54 games. It's like, all you got to do is that just don't, don't fuck up. Basically just keep the same loose structure and then call it a day. And then they just imploded. And I think, uh, I think this is where the dysfunction comes in, the MSG dysfunction, because remember uh, Anthony Gr- uh, Glenn Grunwald won executive of the year after they won 54 games? Yeah. yeah. And then remember that they fired him immediately after the season because he didn't want to trade for Andrea Bargani. <laughs> and, then, and then they and then they, and traded for Andrea Bargani anyway, and then the team imploded and won 37 games. So it's like you I don't want to –
2: Steve Mills' first move? I don't, I don't know.
3: I, I don't want to be on record saying it was Steve Mills' first move. I don't remember who it was. Steve Mills has always been in the shadows, so he must have been a part of it. Yeah, I don't know that it was specifically his call, but it, this is the this is why I don't always blame Bello because it's like, well, you're a special scoring talent, and they sort of get it right with a couple of decent executives, and then they go back to being the Knicks for the latter half of your stay here. And it's like, well, how much could you really do? Like, you're a scoring guy who's just getting older, and they keep putting D-League players and, and not the right team around you. So it's Again, he has faults. It wasn't a. I'm not saying it was all sunshine and rainbows on his end, but a lot of that too was just not having the right team around him, yeah, uh, especially I, I know, in the second half.
1: I know we talked about this yesterday, but I honestly don't know how the same person owns the Knicks that owns the Rangers.
0: Doesn't make any
3: sense. I'm ex- I'm so jealous of you guys. Every second of every day, like he just leaves you alone, guys. You almost traded Porzingis. You almost traded him. No, we did not. No. Bill Jackson almost traded. Well, and, Porzingis. and not only Fuck did we not you. almost, not only did we not almost trade Porzingis, we almost traded Porzingis under the reasoning that we needed to get younger. He's twenty-one. Yeah, he's also, twenty-one years old. And show, we're gonna he's draft He's what you year rebuild with.
2: <laughs> By the way, we're I we're gonna replace him with like a lesser version of himself.
3: Well, fucking LeBron James Junior. You'd have to replace him with the kid's a fucking eighth grader. Like I don't understand, like. You was better, my God. Uh, I know we've yelled a lot in this
0: podcast, but I just want to let everyone know that we're all friends. And I'm sorry for yelling. <laughs> no,
2: we have
1: to. It's, it's, we have to I, just, out. I, I love it. We're, um, we're just passing most, most important question I can ask you guys. Uh, Anthony, I know you listen to us. Kyle, this is going to surprise yeah. you. The Rangers are a well-endowed hockey team. Do you think <laughs> the Knicks have bigger dicks? <laughs>
2: I saw that Kreider picture, dude, and I'm dude. not sure anymore.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, And, and, and no, Sean Avery it. on record saying that Henrik Lundqvist has the biggest penis he's ever seen. Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. I haven't heard that one yet, but that's... goddamn the legend of Sean no, Avery. Knowing, knowing, infor- knowing this information
3: and having zero on the Knicks, I'm not even going to make a hunch. I'm just going to roll over, take the L. I do not believe the Knicks <laughs> are the more well-endowed team. Nope, there's no chance. I'm battling hardcore evidence right now. There's yeah, not but, a not a chance. Listen, we're big, it in.
2: Dude, we're Is that t- why Hank hasn't let a puck in? And like, dude, we're big years. detective well, he plays, guys. He plays with he plays with two sticks. It's unfair.
0: Yeah, his. <laughs> go ahead and watch the tape. When's the last time something went through the five hole? It doesn't. Two yet. sticks in the glove. It doesn't, bro. Um,
1: um, now to counter that point, does anyone have a stronger Instagram uh, pickup game than Stapp's Porzingis?
2: No. Not on the team. No, because he just. I don't think in the league. He just shoots aimlessly. He
3: just he shoots. A- shoot, baby. Every other day, it's the same thing. Chick posts a comment. It's always the exact same order too. He never. He never deviates. Chick posts a picture. Yep. He likes the picture first. Does not follow first. Then he. <laughs> co- then he comments. Any comments? And it's always something stupid. It's always like he a stupid. Emojis. Yeah, it's like it's like the, it's always
2: like it's like, the, it's like
3: the it's like the one one eye closed, winky face with the tongue sticking out yep. or something like like something always just, a, just extra naughty. F- yeah, it's yeah, just a, just a little little naughty. And then he lets it like sit for a few minutes, and then you see like one minute after that, you know, uh, Chris Porzingi, you know, Kate Porzi has just started following Jen Selter, and it's yeah. the same. And he just like, you. it's the same thing. It's a, it's a perfectly executed plan. I got to be honest I do, with you guys. I do
2: think, oh, though, uh, I think Joel Embiid, if he applied himself, could rival Porzingis.
0: Oh, absolutely. Cool. Uh, I, I want to say I'm so jealous as a person who cop, uh, covers hockey the most and the Rangers. There's not really a lot of fun Instagram stuff that happens. There's like pictures of like a couple players hanging out in the train and like some bros say like a couple players live together. So they're totally broing out and playing Xbox and stuff. NBA has the juiciest of drama, like all the time. Yeah. And I, I don't get to talk about any of that.
2: Honestly, I've been like jealous of hockey Twitter from time to time. Basketball Twitter, basketball Instagram, and all this. It gets to me a lot. It is basketball overwhelming. Team. Basketball Twitter is a
3: full fucking job, a full time fucking job, man. I, I almost feel like I do more work on basketball Twitter just keeping up than I do at my actual job throughout the day. It is exhausting. And then and then, and then you, that one in there yeah and then you you miss it, well I'm hoping to get fired and need this unemployment let's go nah, but, I know, man but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah you miss like an hour and a half of basketball Twitter and then like it shit comes out of like left field like you missed it seems like you've missed years of material when you miss like a simple hour
0: I spend more time the two big reddit biggest reddits I spend my time on are, are the Rangers reddit and the NBA reddit and the NBA reddit is incredible it's maybe the best forum on the internet Yes, and and it's gone downhill of recent, uh, and I don't know how to feel about it. It's more drama than it is basketball, and you guys are sort of turning into the WWE, and I we don't have we. I would like a little bit of that. Instead, we do detective work looking at pictures of Chris Kreider on a golf course.
2: I blame DeAndre Jordan getting locked in his house and being persuaded to switch teams. But
1: that was my favorite moment in NBA history. That yeah, but that Mark be- Cuban is driving around Dallas trying to find what home they have DeAndre <laughs> Jordan locked up in. That is, I want a movie. What is Spielberg doing? Doing another fucking movie
3: about newspapers? Do the DeAndre Jordan free agency movie? I would watch the shit out of that. I would too. <laughs> you know, you know, what my favorite subplot is in the NBA right now. Rihanna constantly posts things or tweets things or goes to games and and talks about LeBron James. I think she put up a, an Instagram post last year where she was sunbathing in, like, a red bikini. And then in sunblock on her stomach, she wrote out uh, the numbers 23. Oh, my I God. mean, she the, she got into a, a – not a fight, but, like, a shouting match in, in the tunnel after a game last year saying something like, he's still the king, bitch. So, he, she's, she's ride or die for LeBron, right? Oh, boy. Other side of the coin. Uh-oh. Joelle Embiid is ride or die for Rihanna. Oh. No. Yeah. Now, now Joelle Joel Embiid has been tweeting – uh, I think sometimes he's photoshopped himself into pictures with Rihanna. I fucking love that. Guy. He's been making, yeah, he, he's been, I mean, just clawing his way to get in there. So now my favorite thing is, well, LeBron's in year 15 and Bede's in, I mean, technically year four, but really only year two. So when is this inevitable? You know, he's, he's going he's gonna to take over LeBron at some point, if for nothing else than in, with, with this, I would assume. I, I LeBron's think- social media?
0: No. LeBron
2: social media is garbage.
0: LeBron social media is terrible, but Rihanna's ride or die for LeBron. Like, like he, Joel Embiid is the pinnacle of social media in the NBA. He's yes. what, what everyone should strive to be. Because, by the way, somehow people don't dislike him. It's actually incredible.
3: For now, for now. You, there, there comes a – look. The Warriors' tipping point, my friend. It'll come. Y- yeah, they come for everybody, bro. At some point, they come – Russell Westbrook was the darling last year. In 20 games, everybody turned on him yeah you everybody
0: can't, you, can't, you can't you can't like Russell Westbrook right now internet bubbles are uh I could do a thesis on this it's actually can,
1: uh can I drop a hot take on you fine gentlemen yes sir you sure can I think uh I think Rihanna looks like a foot
3: I don't, I don't like Rihanna. relax yeah wow. I don't think I don't think she's attractive what but what about relax but well first of all you fucking relax chill. and I disagree. Yeah, definitely chill. uh but but also is it I can't. I can't. A, I, I'm, I'm just. I'm about. just going to
1: say. I'm just throwing it out there. There's a lot of forehead. There's a We're, lot of forehead. But if
3: you look beneath the forehead and every <laughs> and everywhere else down for like five or I'm telling feet.
1: You, I'm telling you, as as a man who has a history with big foreheads, uh, has a lot of forehead.
0: You're you're what a big forehead that? guy. Is what you're trying to say, Craig?
1: <laughs> no, I was. I was. Uh, I was an immature freshman in college. I'm okay. just going to leave it at that. All right,
0: that sounds but, good. Uh,
1: yeah no i don't know it doesn't do it for me i think she's a very normal looking
3: woman
0: to each their own and you keep it to yourself greg because that woman is a beauty
3: i'm gonna sure. treat you every day with the new provocative picture of rihanna until you change man. your mind
2: uh Watch, you, thank you, god you didn't say anything about beyonce on here though oh, dude. <laughs>
3: queen b bro well, she's first
2: funny. of all i'm not suicidal Second,
1: i don't even i wouldn't even come close beyonce can't do wrong the uh the uh, Sean Paul video is still some of the, mm, hmm mm-hmm. Gentlemen, mm.
0: before we get ourselves <laughs> in trouble, we should probably wrap up. Uh, it's been a great pleasure having you guys on. We could literally yeah, do this did. for another hour, I feel like. We didn't ask them
2: the question, right?
0: We're, this is coming right now. We're wrapping up. Uh, yeah, I
2: fucking know what it is, and we asked the same thing around our place, too. Uh, so. so go ahead. do you start this. asking it because of us? No. Okay. Oh, way, way way
1: back buddy okay. this is this is the fucking vegas aces all over again
3: <laughs> <laughs> i think i know where this is going okay uh you know the hot um, dog the old hot uh, dog is a
0: sandwich deal yeah is it it's not it's, it's
3: right. not it's not, it's not even it is. Close. all right it's not it you is. said you said the hot dog is a sandwich deal and i was like oh no you're one of them oh i'm not and that's I got right. Scared.
1: yeah it's it's a fucking sandwich, boy. Wow. No,
3: no, it is not a it's not a sandwich. No, no one goes, man, I can't wait to go get that hot dog sandwich. Everyone goes, no, I can't wait
2: to go eat my turkey
3: sandwich or whatever sandwich they enjoy. Yep. You Did don't you go, do? oh, no one says, oh, I want my turkey. And then it immediately means it's a turkey sandwich.
2: You can eat some candy corn too, Greg?
3: Yeah, no, candy corn. I, be, I, roast. I bet you'd wash it down with some nasty eggnog too. Fuck,
1: Fuck you, buddy! Eggnog's egg great. Eggnog
0: is well, great. Well,
1: I, I, let's let's go back twenty minutes where you asked if I was Italian. I said the Irish, Russian, Jew in me was not Italian at all. you are gonna ask me if
2: I drink eggnog. But, <laughs> that's the three. That's the three. Where we're around from? It's it's eggnog, candy corn, or uh, hot dog. It's the first question we ask all of our new staff whenever they join on. Um, Can, candy
1: candy corn is butt. Yes. And correct. Um, Eggnog yeah. egg seems like the least enjoyable way to get drunk.
0: It's fun. Yeah. yeah I like, correct. It. I like correct it a lot. Again. Thanks, Anthony, for sticking egg with me. Eggnog
1: is
2: fantastic. It's
0: fucking phenomenal. Let me ask you a, the PETA approved question of the day Who would win in a mm. fight, a gorilla or a bear?
2: Mm. Gorilla.
0: I see. I, uh, just a bear guy.
2: I gorilla's just, got the agility, man. And like. I
0: think I'm like, underrated. Imagine, gorillas.
2: You just like. Gorillas are so much more like opposable like they can like move their joints so much easier than yeah bears can.
3: yeah i feel like i like i think bears are like uh um, a- aggressive in the sense that they have to be like it's instinctual i feel like gorillas are too intelligent where they have that in them but they also have like that vindictive like they just seem like over the top angry like you ever see them like charge at people like you ever watch there's I've videos at the zoo i have and they just and they just like charge the glass like you didn't do anything There's was like a five-year-old girl just sitting there they just charge the glass <laughs> I think I saw one video, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe you guys have seen this, where the gorilla charges into the glass and yep. cracks it. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yo, Harambe, Harambe oh, died for this, bro. I just, I <laughs> that guy's going to – a bear is going to beat that fucking guy? Bear I claws. I it over the mental
1: image of Kyle just thinking gorillas are petty.
3: <laughs> they fling <flagged> poop. <laughs> poop they fling poop they fling poop and they break through glass barriers what Holy else could you shit. want it's I mean, like bulletproof glass and he just runs through the shit you're I, gonna oppose that I think
0: we've we've calmed down I think bears in society have been Oof. softened through media I think we, we think bears are cute now we have a lot of bear waving videos and I think mm. we forget Never how ther- ferocious man? bears are
1: yeah I think, I think pandas have been the worst thing that ever happened to the bear
0: Agree. No, no. They
1: should. I don't. I don't. I don't say like people should die, but they should probably let pandas go extinct. What purpose do they serve? <laughs> oh my for? god! You're right. What purpose I mean, you're do they serve? Animal lovers are <laughs> gonna they don't even shit on us on Twitter. That, pandas, that's... pandas don't even want to fuck. You can put a male panda and a woman panda in an enclosure and be like, "So how is your day?"
3: Like they're not going <laughs> to do anything. That's at the hardest of turns.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: listen, panda porn doesn't work for them. It's been proven. <laughs> it's actually crazy. Um,
3: no,
1: just look. All I'm saying is they don't fuck. All that's, that's my and all
0: I'm saying is follow us on Twitter at Blue Shirts Break, where you can see all this wonderful mm. nonsense and more. And you should follow our guests who have been lovely, as to say so the least. And I'm again I'm sorry for yelling at both you lovely gentlemen. And for shitting on your podcast when I came on it directly yesterday when I you said you were recording, so I, I no, want to apologize cool. for that. Yeah, I, I know that it was that's inappropriate. That's literally
2: now. the open of the podcast in this episode. So.
0: Right, yeah. No, I know. And I, I, I was a little rude, and I know Greg called me out for it, so I did want to apologize publicly for it.
1: No, you're yeah, Ryan, Ryan's a rude boy. You guys got to just – Rude boys. Every now and then, Every now and then, everything goes right for this fucking guy, all right? He invests <laughs> like $2 in Bitcoin and becomes a millionaire. It was a little bit more. So every more. now and then, you guys just need to shit on him okay. to remind him that he's just a terrible human being. Okay,
2: thanks so much. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Well, I'll remember that
1: for next time.
0: To be honest, uh, I would really like to do this again in the future. I hope you guys will come back on.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Well, awesome. hold on, plug plug uh, because we're seeing you soon, but plug your meetup first.
2: Yeah. Uh, so Knickswall staff is going to be hanging out uh, December thirtieth. It's a Saturday. It's right before New Year's. Uh, we'll be at Smithfield Hall, which is in New York City, on uh, twenty. Kyle, do you have the address on hand?
3: I do not. But if you keep talking, uh, yeah. I'm doing the plug, I'll I will we'll find it.
2: Either. We're basically we're just going to be hanging out. We're going to be watching. Uh, we're going to be watching the Knicks take on the Pelicans on the road. Uh, yeah, we're just going to have some drinks, hang out with you guys. We're going to do some giveaways. We got our. Uh, we're going to bring in a couple of pieces of merch, and uh, we'll figure out some kind of way to raffle them off or something.
3: The address is uh, one thirty-eight West Twenty-fifth Street. Seven p.m. Saturday, December thirtieth. Be there.
2: Do believe that's twenty fifth and seventh? I've been saying that in the last couple of pods, and I have not checked it. That's so great. definitely double check. Good guy, good guy. Yeah.
0: Can I pitch um, something to you guys? That's what yeah. I want to throw I throw a business idea at you. Uh, we don't. We haven't made a t shirt since our original t shirt. Mm-hmm. Would you guys want to team up and make an, an MSG podcast t shirt?
2: This is interesting. I we just, will have to first of all shout out to our merch designer Bailey Carlin. Yep. Uh, he he does I know, all. I noticed you guys have some
0: pretty sick t shirts.
2: Yeah, he's he does it all. It's all him. So shout out to him. He has his own merch store too. If you look him up on T Public, all that stuff on, so you can probably find his stuff too. He's got some other cool like NBA wide designs. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 talk it out. Let's figure it out.
1: I'd like to just just thinking off the top of my head, it should be the Spider Man meme with one of them wearing a Nick jersey and one of them wearing a Ranger jersey. <laughs> this is a start. This, this has good. legs. <laughs> That's good actually. Okay.
0: I think think we did it. Uh well let's sketch that up and post it on Twitter tomorrow. How about that?
2: That sounds good with me. I'll Photoshop it later. All right. Uh, can we finish a couple of plugs real quick? Yeah, go ahead. I want to just say head over to thenixwall.com. While I have all of you here, we just re we meaning I just redesigned the site and uh I'm really proud of how it came out and so I'd really appreciate you guys all taking a look at that and reading some of the awesome work from our fantastic staff of writers. Couple of new guys just joined in recently. We've yeah, you know, we've got quite the uh, powerhouse team. So and then of course listen to us, the TKW podcast. We are on iTunes, we are on SoundCloud, we're on all of your providers, we're on the com too. Um, and of course, thank you, Ryan and Greg, for letting us on. Kyle, you got anything to add?
3: No, can we uh, covered all bases? Wait, I have a more to, question.
1: To piggyback off you guys, I will say uh, I have become a smarter Knicks fan just by watching Knicks Film School. That is a genius idea. I really like that.
2: Yes, shout out Jeffrey Balloon. Shout out. That guy's incredible. Yeah, he's the man. This is just all these dudes just come together trying to figure out what everyone wants to see. So I've become a smarter Knicks fan watching Knicks Film School. One day
0: I'll become a smarter Rangers fan. Today's not that day tomorrow doesn't look it either. Are you guys on Spotify? Have you been able to do that?
2: No, we haven't set that up yet. I don't think it's incredibly difficult. Um, we also just, haven't
0: done that. I feel like we should both do that is together. Is there we'll a demand for it?
2: I'll, I'll I'll look into it. I'll I'll let you guys know. In, we'll, do,
0: we'll do the private T-shirt Spotify conversation tomorrow.
2: Yeah, that through, sounds through, good.
0: through through the DMs. Um, yeah, that'll just
2: be a meeting. Yeah. Yeah,
0: a nice a nice uh, MSG garden. I, we'll make some some shit name up too. Yeah. Um, yeah thanks for g- coming on, guys. Follow us on Twitter at the Blue Breakaway. Uh, Bushit Break. Sorry. Uh, go to our website, which is also very wonderful. Drew's putting out new articles all the time, and uh, we're releasing really some new stuff this week. BushitBreakWay.com. Go to see what, what's new there. And also, uh, we have a meetup coming up. Greg, do you want to see where that is?
1: Yes. Uh, so we can now announce for sure it's going to be at the Beer Authority in Midtown on February 15th. It, the Rangers will be in Brooklyn playing the Icelanders, and we will be there drinking beers. We'll have. Uh, There'll be drink specials, extended happy hour, everybody. If that doesn't get you there, I don't know what will. Uh, it's going to be a really fun time. And uh, I, I believe Kyle and maybe Anthony will be there as well. So if you don't even want to talk Rangers with us, the Knicks are off that night. Talk Knicks with smart people like them. And come come get some Something
3: drinks. Like that.
0: Come get some love the day after Valentine's Day. That's all I'm saying. Uh, that's good. Thank that's you. good. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. Bye-bye.
3: Thanks, okay. guys.